0: Hello, my name is Kevin Dorn. I'm the City Manager of South Burlington, Vermont. I'm here today to talk with you and uh, my guests uh, about a new project proposed for South Burlington's Market Street that we refer to as the Community Center. A uh, new library, City Hall, City Clerk's Office, Auditorium, and Senior Center. With me today is Helen Reilly, the Chair of the South Burlington uh, City Council. Patrick Duke, who is the Chair of the Library Board of Trustees, and Jennifer (laughs) Kochman, who is the Chair of the Recreation and Parks Committee. Each of these uh, folks have a leadership role in providing information to the public about the vote on November 6th. So with that, I'm going to turn to Helen uh, to talk a little bit about the the, um, background of the project, the scope of the project, and how it fits into the community's plans for City Center.
1: Okay, great. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you, audience. And I hope if you have questions, you'll call in during this um, uh, uh, taping. Um, You may or may not know, but the city of South Burlington has been talking about a city center for about 40 years. So this is a long time coming. And the library has been talking about and gathering some money to support building a new library for, I think it's 30 years? So, this is really the culmination of an awful lot of um, conversation, hopes, and visions for our city over the past 40 years. Um, To me, this is a really critical piece, Um, unlike other communities who have a city center that was built originally, since we broke off from Burlington and then are also intersected by major highways, uh, South Burlington doesn't have a city center. And so through lots of conversations and visioning with the public over the last couple years, um, we really got excited about and invested in creating a city center. The state also then, um, thankfully, awarded us the um, designation as a TIF district, which will allow us to help um, create a city center on um, open land at this point, which is rather unusual for the state in the country there are TIFs all over the country um but so we start get to start from ground zero and think about how to uh envision and grow a city center and this building that is on the um ballot november 6th is a really critical key piece um encompassing f- four really um important public uh, services, I guess. The library is the largest piece of the building. Then um, a very important and needed uh, senior center, as well as relocating the services of um, the town hall um, with a clerk's office, very accessible, and then city offices. And then importantly, something that we envisioned and included in the design is an auditorium that can serve all of those entities as well as the public so it's really a critical gathering place and draw to our city center that's in the TIF
0: Helen the uh, the land that has been acquired uh, through an option by the city um, was not adequate really to um, to provide a space for the building that has been designed and uh, the city council and the school board have gotten together uh... on a land swap Mm -hmm. um... the public may uh... we will show a slide that will indicate where this this facility is planned to sit but it is right behind the marcotte central school and the school board and the city council have been able to work out an agreement to swap some land Mm -hmm. that can allow for the full building to be built and parking can you speak a little bit to what that agreement is and uh, there are two parts to the agreement: mm-hmm. what the city has been provided by the school district, and what the school district will be provided by the city. Can you go into that a little bit?
1: I certainly can. It was a wonderful collaboration, and I think, from uh, most people's perspective, it's it's a win-win. Um, the site we will be um, in agreement, and this will be on the ballot in uh, articles one and two on the school side, and one and two on the city side. Um, this. Uh, land swap as well as agreement for um, part of the swap so the first piece is a land swap it's a small piece under an acre right between our what we hope is the new community center and the school and what this provides is really important space for parking uh, space for the utilities and stormwater in fact, um, part of this, and you can see on the picture, the yellow p- uh, section is this piece of land um, and a little bit of the green, I guess, um, that will, is part of the swap. And it allows us to build our community center in a cost-effective way on a small piece of property um, by having this uh, right-of-way and easement for the utilities and the parking um, as a swap from the school. Um, what they get in return is really, one, having a three-story um, public building uh, overlooking their, their school. The blue portion in the picture is a new uh, access to Marquette School, Marquette School, excuse me. Um, right now, it's a handshake and an agreement by the current owners that the, the road that they use, they can use. This will guarantee access to that piece of property um... forever it also um... improves the safety uh, aspect of the access to the school it has a bike path and um... sidewalks and parking along the blue section that is not there now so children and their parents can't walk safely uh... to um, one of our elementary schools um... it also will include um... the city building for the school a new um, access or approach for the buses that is safer and really increases the safety um, of drop-off and pick-up at the school. Uh, The other part of the agreement um, that's in, I think, Article 2 under the city and Article, I think, 1 in the um, school section is an agreement THAT IF THIS COMES TO fruition, IF THE VOTERS VOTE vote YES ON THE FIRST FOUR ITEMS ON THE uh, the ARTICLES, ARTICLE 1, 2 AND 1 AND 2 FOR THE SCHOOL AND CITY, THEN THE CITY HALL WILL BE MOVING TO THE NEW uh, BUILDING. AND WHEN THAT HAPPENS, WE HAVE A WONDERFUL um, BUILDING RIGHT ACROSS FROM THE HIGH SCHOOL AND THE MIDDLE SCHOOL that we've agreed we would first um, lease to the city, to the school district, if they so desire. And they can move and consolidate all of their administrative services and offices under one roof into a sort of a modern roof. Um, and then the, um, at the end of three years, they can renew that for a couple years. And eventually, <coughs> if they so choose, they can buy the building um at the hefty price of ten dollars so I think it's a win for both sides of the ledger in terms of um, our taxpayers since it's a a city-owned building and this would be a a way to um, address some real needs that the school district has without uh, necessarily increasing their taxes by having them to buy a new building So we feel it's a win-win, they feel it's a win-win, and um, I think it's an important aspect of um, making this um, both wonderful new space for the community in terms of recreation and library and and consolidation of um, municipal services, but also really improving the safety um, for for central school as well as addressing some of the future needs of the um, school district.
0: Thank you, Helen. This is a great uh, example of collaboration between the school board and the, and the City Hall. Uh, as you note, uh, both, uh, both entities get something really beneficial out mm-hmm. of the agreement should the voters approve. Um, Patrick, the, I think the viewers today are really want to know more about the footprint mm-hmm. and the floor plan, sure. what they're going to be able to find by way of services and programs. Yeah representing the library board of trustees you've been intimately involved in the design and layout of the of the library portion which as Helen noted is the largest component of the community center talk to us a little bit about what the the vision that the uh, library board has had over the many years for a new library and a little bit about the footprint what programs and services you expect to be provided.
2: Sure, happy to. So, uh, the Library Board has had uh, many years, as you pointed out Helen, of talking about a new uh, library for our community and it's really a powerful opportunity for our community to come together and have the resources that some of the larger communities across the country and even in Vermont have that we don't have access to. So there's been a lot of effort by the public as a whole, as well as the Library Board of Trustees, the Parks and Recreation and the City to design the space that we think is the right fit for South Burlington. So, I think we're gonna throw a picture up on the screen of the of the first floor of the library. And as you'll see on the bottom of that screen, there's a vestibule where you'll walk in and you'll, you'll have your first entrance into that building. And that'll be a large lobby space right there where you'll be able to kind of be welcomed by the city hall, clerk staff, uh, wide open space there, very uh, bright and airy. And then as you turn right, you'll turn into the, lo- the community library or the public library, I should say. And that first spot, as you walk in, you'll be presented with the uh, circulation desk right there in front of you, as well as a staircase to go to the second floor. Uh, and then to the immediate right, there's a library uh, living room, so a very comfortable seating space where the community can come in and read the paper, talk to the neighbors, uh, uh, grab a good book, and sit and relax on a either cold winter's day or on a sunny summer day. Uh, And as you go around that first floor, there's an early learning literacy room on that first floor where young children come in with their parents, toddlers and infants and have uh, access to lots of resources and programming from the library. Uh, There's a a larger children's space and then a number of stacks of resources, whether that be books, DVDs, and other resources that our community utilizes. And when we talk about the stacks and the resources for our community, we've been looking at this from a 30-year perspective. So we're looking at population uh, trends in South Burlington, as well as uh, the community's use of the current library, where it is now and where it was at the high school, to predict the future needs. In addition, on that first floor, uh, there'll be offices for the library staff themselves, as well as lots of activity rooms uh, that are set aside for maker spaces or other activities that the programming uh, will utilize, as well as uh, specialized rooms for different age groups. So we talked about kind of the infant room, the uh, children's space, there's a tween space that is also kind of anticipated there. Um, And then we also have uh, on that first floor an auditorium that we've already spoken to a little bit. And we're anticipating that auditorium will seat about 100 people. Uh, and we're thinking that it may have a raised stage a little bit on the front, and we're still working that through. Uh, but it should be a great space for both maybe city hall, uh, city council meetings, uh, public performances of all kinds, and public use as well. And in the library, there's going to be lots of public use spaces so that our community can come together and, and have meetings in that, have conversations, have nonprofits meet there, and.
0: Uh, work together. So
2: that is primarily the first floor Kevin. Uh,
0: the library uh, spans into the second floor but before we go there I think we'll turn it over to Jennifer. Jennifer the um, the city of South Burlington uh, like most communities in Vermont is experiencing an, a, a gradually aging population and uh, the city has not had its own dedicated senior center to date Tell us a little bit more about the Recreation and Parks Committee's commitment to seniors and why a new senior center dedicated to seniors and their needs is so important in this uh, new community center.
3: Well, um, first of all, I am a senior, so I'm somewhat familiar with what my friends are doing and uh, what people need. As Kevin said, uh, seniors are a growing demographic in Vermont and in South Burlington. Uh, I think that the seniors today are not what we were when my parents were aging or the generation before that because we are staying healthier for a longer time. And we are staying more active for a longer time and I think for a lot of us, um, what we wanna do in these years after we retire, uh, or when we're in semi-retirement, because some people are working later, we want to explore the kinds of things that we weren't able to do when we were so busy with our careers and raising families. And so it gives us a time to, uh, explore literature or art or music or uh, science or whatever it is that um, is of interest to us. I think that um, the challenges for, for people are also not what they want. I think that um, a lot of us live away from our, our families of origin and so we want to find new communities we want to uh, find new groups to associate with and for instance i one of the delights of my life is that i have a monthly breakfast with about 15 amazing women and we talk about all kinds of things i think that uh, what i've heard from from some seniors is that as you begin to lose friends You you get lonely. Loneliness is a problem. And so finding a way to associate, to um, meet with people, to form new groups is is really special. It's really important. Some of my friends um, go to the senior center in Charlotte or in Burlington. But for seniors, I found that we don't like to drive to Charlotte in the winter. We don't like to drive in the evenings, and so being able to have a facility in South Burlington is really going to make um, opportunities for us. A facility creates opportunities for us to be able to gather and to be able to use that facility in ways that everybody's imagination can come up with. Um, can I? Talk a little bit. I'd like to talk a little bit to what is going to be in, included in the senior center. We have a very large meeting room where we can have lunches for seniors. It would hold about 80, 90 people setting up with the tables. Then the tables can be removed and we can do some light exercise classes, Tai Chi, yoga. We can Offer those things now every once in a while in City Hall, but it will give us more opportunities to do that. Dance lessons, square dancing, whatever people like. There will be an attached catering kitchen so that it will be a lot easier to do more elaborate kinds of rooms than just bringing in, you know, pre made sandwiches and so on. There will also be um, off to the left there. A living room that will accommodate about 12 to 15 people it will have a uh, flat screen TV so that we can for instance watch a movie and discuss it that's another thing that my friends and I like to do we like to go to the movies we like to have coffee and talk about it so this facility will allow recreation and parks programming on a scale that we have not been able to provide before. And our director, Holly Reese, figures that right now she could program mm. about 10 hours a day into that space. So this is a, a really great addition. And we're, we're delighted to have this senior center located in the library where intergenerational programming can also take place. That's an excellent point, the, with the school nearby,
0: um, and with a population that will be there, walkable to this facility, um, that intergenerational contact will be great. That will also occur in the library, Patrick. Um, on the second floor of the library, we have a lot of the adult uh, reading rooms and, uh, and teen center uh, reading rooms. Talk a little bit about what you see happening on the second floor.
2: Sure, be happy to. So the second floor is, as you mentioned, the, entirely the library space. So the, that floor, um, you go up the stairs or the elevator, we'll have two elevators in the building. One is largely to move to the third floor, uh, but this one in the center will be accessible for all the community to get to the second floor library space, as well as the staircase. So this, the second floor also kind of has a roof terrace as well, or a terrace, I should say Uh, out the front. So as you uh, envision Market Street, you could be sitting out on the second floor of the library reading a good book, enjoying a nice summer day, uh, as well as being inside. Uh, That second floor is also filled, if you look to the lower right, with a lot more stacks. There's some meeting rooms and study rooms that we have been envisioning, as well as a multi-purpose room in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. You'll see that space, along with lots of other spaces for uh, reading and our, our stacks and our programming that happen. Um, As you look a little bit to the left of that multi-purpose room, you'll see the Friends of the Library space uh, which is another community uh, organized group that helps out with library services and uh, sells books and other entities or other objects. The multipurpose room, if you look at the back, has a storage space. So much like uh, Jennifer was talking about in the senior center space, we can set that room up with tables and chairs and other things, and then other times have it wide open for uh, other activities. So we have a lot of flexibility in how we use this space. Um, As you look around more toward the left of the graphic on your screen, you'll see another large meeting space that can be used by the public for meetings, uh, any nonprofits or organized groups. And in the back, you'll see a digital space a digital lab that we're envisioning with technology for the teens to use as they explore coding and other things a teen space and then a raised reading area which is kind of a cool little spot that's a little bit different than the rest of the library Uh, and that's really just great architectural design right below that space is our auditorium which would have a raised ceiling so we took the opportunity to have a uh, raised reading area there that's a little bit of a cool spot for kids to kind of hang out with. So we're really envisioning a lot of programming happening in that. Uh, I think you can see there the got a wide open uh, glass that we have there so we have a very bright and airy space for our community to use uh, right outside that terrace. Um, and I would double up on what you said about the uh, intergenerational work. Uh, the opportunities that we have in front of us there to have our youth in the elementary school, and our youth just come to our library anyway, as well as adults, as well as the seniors, as well as our local democracy all in one spot. Just a huge opportunity for our community to come together and learn from each other and to grow.
0: What a great statement, what a great way to capture what the overall vision is for this uh, new community center. You know, Helen, uh, the council and the public have uh, uh, uh expressed their strong commitment to sustainability issues and in a moment I wanna have you talk about the energy efficiency and the design of the building before we get there I think it's important at this point to put the um, the community center in the context of the uh, of the surrounding area we have a graphic that shows where the um, city uh, community center will sit in relation to other on Market Street, behind the Marcotte, uh... School, but can you speak to uh, exactly uh, so the viewers know exactly sure. where this will be planned okay. to sit?
1: Well, on this picture, um, the red outline is our city center TIF district, and I read that far. But I think it's blue, right? Is where the site is. If you come into Market Street, uh, the new community center will be just before the. The curve, or just after the curve, next to uh, behind us is the school, as as Kevin has said, and then directly west um, of this proposed building is a new uh, senior housing called Allard Square. So there'll be 39 units there of people who will be able to partake of the senior center as well as the library and walk right next door. Farther down Market Street, there's um, several other uh, buildings that are envisioned, and one is a um, housing for um, affordable housing um, being built by the, communi- the uh, Champlain Housing Trust. And then other parts along the the road are envisioned to be a private enterprise that will be building um, housing as well as commercial. This is kind of in the center of the TIF district, across the street of course is the mall, which we've seen has had some revitalization. Um, The TIF center goes down and includes San Remo Drive. So the opportunity to really develop this space and provide some of the financing, which I will get to for city center is really important. I think as I said earlier, you know, we're a city without a center. We have lots of great neighborhoods that aren't connected. Well, some are connected by bike paths, but mm-hmm. some are um, separated by a busy Route 7, a busy Williston Road, um, the interstate, um, I-89. So we are kind of a crossroads and very important to the economic vitality of uh, Chittenden County in the state, but it has left us without a center, mm-hmm. so we're really I really believe that this whole city-centered development um, with the uh, uh, a centering building that encompasses democracy and uh, um, activities um, is really essential for our community.
0: And we know, uh, anybody who's driven in the area knows that uh, Market Street is shut down right now um, as it is reconstructed. Uh, but will be reopened during the holidays um, mm-hmm. and uh, will return to construction in the spring. Let's turn to the matter of uh, of energy efficiency and sustainability. Uh, I know that the architects and the various focus groups who have been working on this have spent a lot of time saying how can we make this uh, uh, lead certified level of efficiency. Talk a little bit, if you would, Helen, about the various attributes of this building from the perspective of energy efficiency um, and um, conservation.
1: Okay. Well, I think it's very exciting, both in the design and kind of the delivery of um, high efficiency and energy conservation. The roof will be um, a solar array. And while it won't uh, create or generate all of the electricity that the building requires, it certainly goes a long way to offsetting that cost. And that's in perpetuity, at least as long as we have a sun. <laughs> um, the building is designed with heat pumps, which are much more efficient and cost effective. It's really airtight and well sealed and insulated. It's not net zero which would have been an incredible um, accomplishment but it's between the gold and platinum level of energy efficiency and it was very important to the City Council and I think it's important in terms of stewardship and and building a building that will last 50 or 100 years um, to really make those investments to make sure that we can continue to eff- uh, efficiently uh, and, and sustainably heat it and um, light it and have it uh, not be a drain on, on our, our taxpayers. Um, there are light shelves, there's kind of cool tile carpeting, so if you spill something um, or it gets worn, you can pick up the tile and replace it, and um, it looks new again versus waiting till the rug gets, you know, crummy enough that you need to replace the whole thing at a high cost. The um, roof, the design is kind of a stepped design. So it's three levels and the, the largest footprint is the base. And then second floor is a little bit smaller and third floor a little bit smaller yet. And so some of, we have terraces that people can use, but we've also designed the roof to be a green roof ready. So in the future, If um, we wish to add to the efficiency, energy efficiency, by adding um, the plants to make it a green roof, we can. It's serviced by transit, um, so people can take the bus to pay their taxes, to go to City Hall for dog licenses, to um, attend a a meeting of one of our uh, committees to do business with zoning and planning, um, or, go to the library as well as um using the businesses that will um, develop in this area there's bicycle parking the road the the marketplace um, road is designed to have (coughs) excuse me a really um lovely bike um, access as well as pedestrian Um, so that's a nice enhancement connecting dorset street to to heinzburg road um, and there's geothermal heating and cooling. So we have invested in um, this building to really make it as efficient um, as we possibly can, and I think that's uh, um, really important, particularly given the most recent um, study of um, climate change on the um, planet. We really need to be very careful about how we use our resources for heating and lighting of of our public buildings. So we're gonna set a really nice example, I think, for the community.
0: Helen, you mentioned uh, Mm -hmm. City Hall move. Um, The third floor of this uh, community center is designed to house the um, city manager's office, City Hall, planning and zoning, finance, human resources, and other functions. Can you tell us a little bit about the floor plan um, that uh, has been designed here for City Hall?
1: Okay, I think as um, Patrick uh, noted earlier, there's two uh, elevators. One has access to the third floor, where the, where most of the city hall offices are. Of note, I think it's important um, to point out that the city clerk's office, that is, will meet their um, expanded space needs, um, will be front and center as you walk in. The library on the right, and and the um, city clerk's office on the left so that's very uh, helpful i think to the public and then if you walk down the hall you can take the elevator um, up to the third floor and if you look at the uh, are looking at the screen all the blue is the um new city offices there are several large meeting rooms there's a large one on the kind of left where um uh Jennifer's committee can meet, um, parks and recreation, or if the library board wanted a bigger meeting room than you already have, you could use that or um, other public uses. There's a new in the back center, is um, kind of a slightly separated area for zoning and um, planning. So we hope that this design will improve that efficiency by really having it all in one place then the, the rest of the area is really an open space design for city, um, city offices. And we ha- understand that that really lends itself to a great deal more collaboration and efficiency. And then there are other, uh, several other smaller meeting rooms and a, a terrace off the back um, for use of the, both the public as well as um, just city hall employees go out and have lunch um, in the sunshine.
0: Clearly the uh, uh, a lot of time and effort has been put into the design of this. The various um, committees have collaborated on the design and found a way to all integrate their interests and their programs into one facility. Mm-hmm. I think all of our residents are interested in finding out how are we gonna pay for this and probably the biggest question is will this increase Property taxes. So start with that. Start with the answer to that, if you would, Helen, okay. and then tell us about how this uh, project is going to be financed and the funding sources.
1: Okay. Well, the, the project um, will not increase your property taxes. Already embedded in your property taxes is a portion of dollars that the City Council over the last six years has um, set aside into a reserve fund for the very time when it comes um, to financing our first, well this is actually the second, um, public development in the TIF Center. And so we have um, a large city reserve fund and those dollars to fund this um, is about $736,000 a year. um, And that is already embedded in your tax rate and that is projected to be Saved and set aside at every budget. The community has voted five times already uh, to support that, and that will pay for um, the largest portion of of the project financing. If you see, it's the blue part of the um, the pie. Then the other significant piece is the TIF um, portion, and that's tax incremental financing. And this is the added valuation of buildings built within the TIF district, and 75% of that additional value, which drives their property tax bill, um, the state will allow the community of South Burlington to retain 75% of that um, and use that to help fund the public infrastructure and buildings in TIF centers. They do this all over the state. It's a wonderful incentive that it really encourages and allows a community to make these kinds of investments um, and utilize those dollars to assist. We also have um, impact fees that um, will help fund this. We have the Blanchette Fund monies that will sub- have been um, gifted to the to the city or the library board and can be used to support this. We also have um, the, we have a, a solar array built on the landfill and the income from that that goes to the city, about $70,000 a year, we have set aside um, for the next 30 years to help support or pay for Um, and fund the solar array and the um, variety of of, um, energy efficiencies that the building encompasses. So those are the big pieces. Um, We haven't included in this bond issue any future fundraising that the library may do. So that may in the future, uh, depending on how successful you are, Um, will offset the the, um, amount of city reserve fund that would be needed for this.
0: Patrick, do you want to address that a little bit? I know that uh, you've been working with the board on on, uh, developing a fundraising plan from uh, private contributors.
2: Yeah, yeah, so we've got, uh, there's actually a a nonprofit foundation now uh, that has been created so that the board can go off and do fundraising and have those donations be tax deductible. So we're going to start right after the vote, hopefully a positive vote on the 6th and then we'll start right after that with a capital campaign to raise as much uh, private funding as we can.
0: So naming rights are a possibility here?
2: Should Absolutely, we... there'll be some naming right opportunities from uh, small ticket items all the way to larger ticket items. So uh, the
0: sooner they call you and let you know right away, we know right. how much you'd like name. to donate, Absolutely. the better, the better. That's great. Uh, uh, and so there are a multitude of different funding sources here. Um, I think a lot of people Um, are pleased to know that the council has planned ahead and embedded and created a reserve um, to help pay for this. Um, We're starting to get down to the final moments of our program today. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go uh, start with you, Jennifer, to give us kind of a a broader perspective on the integration of all these services in one building and and what you're hearing out on the street from people.
3: Well, I'm hearing that people are feeling very positive about this. I, uh, I go to the dog park quite often, and I ask people if they're from South Burlington, and they, and have they heard about the community center? And, and uh, sometimes they have, and sometimes they haven't, but the responses have all been very positive. People want to know more. They take the literature I give them. Uh, my friends, as I said, are excited about this, That we will have a place for seniors to be able to do programming in the daytime. And Recreation and Parks will be able to expand our program up to this point. We haven't had any kind of program space to call our own. So this will allow us to do a lot more programming than we have been able to do. And I just think that uh, the whole synergy of of the whole idea of having um, the library serving everybody and and the seniors and City Hall and the school across the street. And then one piece that hasn't been mentioned is that in a very short distance away, there is a city center park that was also Mm -hmm. envisioned by the citizens of South Burlington. It's mostly a natural area. It's got a playground so that you can do this very urban kind of nicely designed uh, activities in this building and then you can just take a little walk and you can go bird watching Mm -hmm. and have your kids you know climb on natural playgrounds so i think the city has done a very responsible job of planning this whole area so that it's very inviting, and people will want to be there, and I think that people from other communities will want to be in this, in this area.
0: Patrick, the, the, thank you, Jennifer. The library has moved recently. It, it is now in uh, the University Mall. It had been uh, a component of the high school library for many, many years. Yeah. Tell us what, what a new library facility will mean uh, a new dedicated library facility that you have your own space and yeah. and and uh, ability to program, what does that mean to the community?
2: I think it's just powerful. Um, I mean the ability to program all the things that are library director Jennifer would like to be able to do. I mean, she's, uh, she's done a great job for our library so far, but I mean, there's constraints. For within the high school, there was constraints because we were really serving two different populations in some form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the mall, we have different constraints. And I think having a public space that is really belongs to South Burlington citizens is gonna be a powerful opportunity. And as Jennifer said, with the, with the great foresight and planning that the city has done so that we can move this forward and not have increase in taxes, uh, our community continues to evolve and change and new members come to our community and this kind of cornerstone of our of our new city center uh, what a great what a great thing a park a municipal building a public library
0: a senior center what a great tone to set as we develop market street it's great points Helen uh, as we know the election is is coming up in a, a couple of weeks November 6th mm-hmm. um, uh, we ha- Unfortunately, because of the complexities of, of the exchange of properties and so on, the ballot can be a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. quite long. Yes. Uh, it could be quite daunting to voters who are going in uh, to vote. If people want to support the community center, how should they how vote? Should they vote? And, yeah. and if they oppose it, how should they vote? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, the first, yes, there are four yeses that need to occur for this to happen. And the first ballot item, if you look up on the screen, um, is ballot item number one under the city. And that, if you want to build this center, um, you need to vote yes on that. That provides the the um, ability for the city to um, assume the debt for the building, which is $20.4 million. Um, the second item, uh, under the city talks about the land swap and provides the language to go forward with that um the third city ballot item is is on as a wastewater um, project for three hundred thousand dollars which we hope you'll vote for because all of that money gets paid through f- state and federal funds so well we bond for for thirty thousand um that's all paid for and then under the city or the school center um, There are two ballot items, and you need to vote yes on both of those. Both of them relate to this land swap and then the potential or their future use of City Hall as administrative offices for the city so we hope you'll come out and vote November 6 if you haven't already and I personally hope you vote yes on all of those ballot items I think this is the cornerstone of our city center and really important for this community
0: well I want to thank our panel here today uh, each of you in your own way has spent a lot of time and effort uh, working to advance this project on behalf of the community uh, as Helen notes, it's important that voters get out, however they feel about this project and other things, it's important for voters to get out and, um, and vote. Anybody who would like to have additional information can look at the South Burlington website uh, and we also have Sobu Life is Out, a great publication sent to every, sent to every uh, member of our community talking about uh, the community center and also our fabulous recreation and parks programs. So please, uh, please go out and vote and uh, thank you all very much for this programming today.
1: Well, thank you for thank your you. leadership. Yeah.